You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. This week we have a guest speaker, Pastor Connor Barnes. Thank you for being here, for choosing Catalyst today. Um, I'm going to start out by talking a little bit about myself. And um, for those of you that I haven't introduced myself to, um, my name is Connor. I'm, I get to be the associate pastor here at Catalyst. I get to be the worship pastor. Um, I'm 26 years old. I've been married to my beautiful wife, Allie, who's with us today. Uh, for almost three years, coming up at the end of this month. So I'm excited. Yes, I've already ordered her a present, and yes, that was a lie. <laughs> so I need to get on that. <laughs> I've grown up in church. My, oh, I can't forget my baby girl, Charlotte. She's almost three months, uh, coming up on the 9th. So, and of course, you saw her up here. We all prayed for her. That's probably her, too. Um, I've grown up in church my whole life. It is her. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Biggest fan. Um, I've been involved in, in worship and music as long as I can remember. Um, started out in the youth band um, in church. I got to play for other youth bands, too, around the Carrollton area. Even got to lead worship for Central High School FCA. Um, that was a blast. So I've always been involved in church, music, as long as I can uh, remember. But the preaching thing is a little bit different. Um, I will say, for some reason, I always had this feeling one day I would preach. Didn't know how, um, but God found a way to get me here, even though, even if it was sooner than I expected. So, um, that's a little bit about me. Um, before I get started, you guys mind if I just pray? Lord, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you that church is not just a building, God, that the church is us, that we are your body. Thank you for each and every single person who is here today. Lord, we believe it's not a coincidence. Whoever is here, we don't believe they're here by accident. God, we know that you are sovereign and you're good. Your word is true. I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would just speak directly through me, that your spirit would take your words and that you would speak to hearts who have lost hope, maybe grown calloused, and God, I pray that you would bring to life what you can through your spirit, that hearts would come alive for you today, that we would see how much you love us, how deeply you love us, and how wide your love is for us. Help us to understand, help us to perceive, help us to persevere when things are hard. And God, I pray that you would give us peace when we don't understand. We thank you for this morning that we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so a few months ago, um, back when I was reflecting on what I was going to preach today, I remember sitting in my living room on the recliner holding Charlotte uh, so that it was about 6 o'clock in the morning so that Allie could sleep because um, mamas need sleep too, not just daddy. And um, was thinking and praying, what am I going to preach on? 
and my mind kind of wandered. And I was thinking about just all the blessings and good things that are happening in, in my life right now. Um, the things I had prayed for um, and dreamed of uh, for a long, long time. And things like my wife, my job, my daughter, my family, my church, all those things. And then naturally I thought back to when I didn't have those things and I thought how far I've come and everything that I went through to get to this point. And I realized all at once that God had been there when I prayed all those prayers. And he heard me even though I felt like maybe he didn't hear me. Or maybe he was just saying no when I was praying. So that was when it was laid on my heart to preach on when things don't go your way. When things don't go your way. When it doesn't go your way, when you feel like God isn't listening, um, when you feel like your prayers are in vain, just, just things aren't, maybe you're ahead of the ball, things just aren't working out the way that you hoped it would. So I, I want to give you hope if I can and um, hopefully encourage you if you're in that spot too. So when it doesn't go your way, I thought, what, what did I have that got me through those times to get me to where I am now? There were three things that really jumped out to me. Perspective, perseverance, and peace. Three things that I had to have when it wasn't going my way. Perspective, perseverance, and peace. I'm going to start with perspective here. Perspective, of course, is how you view what's taking place around you. It's the lens that you look through. Reality is reality no matter which angle you look at it from or what lens you use. And sometimes we can be a little too zoomed in that we lose sight of the bigger picture. When I felt like things weren't going my way, there was this video I came across and a couple different videos like it, but one that I'm about to show you here in a minute it really helped me with my perspective and helped open up my perspective and helped me realize just how small I am and how big God is. It's a video of the universe. Check out this video. What we just saw right there, the God that we just sang and worshiped, Yahweh, is bigger than that. That's not just a creative video. I might be a nerd. It's okay. But that, that's reality. That's how big just the observable universe is. That's just only what we can see, what God lets us see. But he holds all of that, and who knows how much more, in his hands. 
He holds it all. That's how big our God is that we worship. So, and that's just hard enough to wrap our minds around. But when we have a hard time wrapping our mind around when something isn't going our way, look at it this way. If we were able to completely wrap our mind around God and totally understand everything about him, he wouldn't be God. I'll say it again. If you were able to completely wrap your mind around God and his ways and his plans, and you were able to completely understand everything about him, he wouldn't be God. Who would want to worship a God that we could understand? His created being, his created, or his creation. If we could understand him, would that be a God worth worshiping? Or would he even be God? But, thank goodness, um, that we can't understand God. Anybody tried to just understand everything about God? You can't. You can't right now, at least. The Bible says that it's going to take the coming ages of eternity just to understand his immeasurable riches. So how mesmerizing is it to think about that God's ways are far higher than our ways? I want to read this scripture to you from Isaiah chapter 55. This is what it says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So when things aren't going your way, think about this. If you were God, you would answer your prayers the exact same way that he does. If you were God and you had the all-knowing wisdom and understanding and knowledge about everything that God has, if you had that, you would answer your prayers the exact same way that he does. It's scary to feel like we're not in control, right? How many feel like they're just out of control or can't control what's going on around them, right? I do all the time. God knows my wife does. Bless her heart. Um, <laughs> it's scary, but not if we have the right perspective, right? It should comfort you that we can't understand We're not supposed to understand it all. It should comfort us. Hey, we don't have to understand it all. Because the one who does understand everything, who created everything, is holding it all in his hands. And nothing surprises him. Nothing. Not if you get fired unexpectedly. Not your diagnosis. God isn't surprised by that. Once you grasp and realize how big God really is and accept the fact that you're not supposed to understand it all 
and can only understand what he chooses to reveal to you through his grace. Then we can lean in and trust him. And the freedom that becomes not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Your problems may seem big, but God is bigger. Struggles may seem big, but God is bigger. Your diagnosis may seem big, but God is bigger. It's all in your perspective. Second thing you need when it doesn't go your way is perseverance. Perseverance is kind of hard to understand um, because not a lot of people really use it except for Ben. He used it a lot this morning, which thank you for that lead in. (laughs) But, so... I guarantee some of you probably thought, ugh, when you heard that word, perseverance. But maybe you didn't, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) But is this not kind of the majority of us when we hear this word? We want things to be so quick and easy and seamless, or we want to give up and throw in the towel, right? All right. So I said I was 26, so I'm not that old, even though my hairline might say otherwise. (laughs) But I remember back in the days of video games when you had a game over. And not just like a reset or a respawn, right? Like, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. But like an actual physical game over. Anybody remember Crash Bandicoot, like the original Crash Bandicoot? That game was my life. Look at him. Poor Crash, man. God, look at that great animation, 1995 or whatever. Oof. This is a game, but does this not feel like real life sometimes? Seriously. There's this one level, it probably already came up, the boulder level that I would get to. It's like the fourth level in the game. There it is. Yeah, I would die on that level so many times I would have a game over. And here's the thing, it would kick me all the way back three levels Three levels that I had already completed. And I'd have to start over from there. And I'd have to work through those three levels just to get back where I was. Right? I was just a little kid. I still play this game sometimes too. But man, I'm not, I'm not going to be honest. I learned a lesson in perseverance right there. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes we take one step forward and it feels like we get kicked back three steps. Now, um, I might be biased, but... I don't think they make games that hard anymore. Like, Garrett, you got, you got no idea, man. They're way too easy on you on these games now. I'm just kidding. He'll, he'll mute my mic. I got to be nice to him. <laughs> yeah, for tonight, is that what you said? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. So, we live in a world of convenience, instant gratification, which isn't a bad thing in itself. There's a lot of great things that come from that. But I think if we're not careful, that can start to distort or numb us and distort our um, expectations, our expectations of reality. But the Bible tells us over and over again that we're not going to make it unless we persevere. We have to practice perseverance. We got to come to face the fact that we will, as Jesus says, face suffering. Jesus said in John 16, I have told you these things 
so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Yep. He didn't say it's going to be easy. He didn't say it's going to be painless. Matter of fact, he guarantees it. He says you will suffer. Things will go wrong. Things won't go your way. But it's okay. Because if you're in me, I've conquered the world. I want to look at this verse here in the book of James. I'm going to really dive in here. So if you can, stay with me. Let's focus in. It says, Consider it great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing. A man who endures trials is blessed because when he passes the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Amen. Amen. That's great. I want to point out this word endurance, right? It's parallel to perseverance. Endurance is just like lifting weights. It hurts, It's not fun, it's not easy, but the more you do it, the stronger you become. And the weights that you started with start to feel like nothing and not as heavy as they once were. Um, I'm not too familiar with sports, but I believe the understanding with athletes is the reason that you work out so hard to become stronger is so that you don't get injured as easily it's the same thing it's the same thing that's what trials do for us James says to rejoice when you face them just like you rejoice when you go up in heavyweight in the gym knowing that you're becoming stronger than you were before so we can rest in the fact that when things don't go our way if we persevere, if we endure, we are promised blessing and life. And the third thing we must have when it doesn't go our way is peace. Peace is the opposite of worry. Better yet, peace is the decision to not worry. The willful decision to say, I'm not going to worry. don't want you to miss this. Look at this. Peace is obtained in our obedience to set aside worry and instead run to Jesus. Peace is obtained in our obedience to set aside worry and instead run to Jesus. So, I don't know about you, i find myself worrying a lot sometimes. I have to stop myself. That's like I said, it's the willful decision. So what do we do when we catch ourselves worrying about something? What do we do? Glad you asked. Let's look and see what Jesus says. This is Luke chapter 12. I'm going to read this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, 
Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. They don't have a pantry. They don't have a freezer. Yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? It's a serious question. You're worth much more than that. Can any of you add a cubit or an inch to their height by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider the wildflowers. Consider how they grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you not even Solomon, the wealthiest man in human history, not even he in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow. Wait, what is that? It's just another way of saying, look, if this is how much God cares about something that seems so worthless to us, like grass, how much more does he care about you? Don't want you to miss this here. Don't keep striving for what you should eat and what you should drink, and don't be anxious. For the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your father knows that you need them. He already knows. But seek first his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, because your father, this is awesome, delights to give you the kingdom. When things aren't going our way, when we decide to not worry, and we put our focus just on seeking Jesus and his kingdom, we'll be okay. We will. It's a promise. It's a promise, but don't miss this. It's a result of our obedience and seeking him first. That's what it says right here. It's a promise, but it's a result of our obedience, walking in obedience and seeking him first. This is how we obtain our peace. As Paul says in Philippians, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Look at this. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, every anxious thought, every worry, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You can give it to him. He, matter of fact, he asks you to give it to him. He says, just give it to me. I want to encourage you, when, when you're facing something, a struggle, a difficulty, something's not working out the way that you want it to, or maybe you just, you don't know what to do. Stop right there and just pray. Just talk to God and say, God, I give this to you. I don't know, but you know. Ask him for his will to be done, for him to be glorified through it, and just 
and hand it right to him. And then ask for his peace in return. He will give it to you. When Jesus left the earth, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. In other words, it's a different kind of peace. True peace. He says, your heart must not be troubled or fearful. It's a command. Don't be troubled. Don't be fearful. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. I think this is the perfect verse to sum up this message. Romans 15 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Does that sound good? Who wants to overflow with hope, right? We can. We will. We will. So those are the three things that I've learned, I've experienced. That's what was on my heart that I wanted to share with you. And so I kind of want to uh, explain a, a little bit about where I have experienced these three things in my life. Uh, first, with perspective, my perspective changed, right? And um, as much as I believe you have a lot to do with your perspective, um, in my case, I really didn't have a lot to do with it. Because here's, here's what happened. I said I grew up in church my whole life. Thought I was a good person. Um, always tried to be a good person. Went to church. Believed in God. Took God seriously. Or at least as seriously as I thought I should have. But then one day, um, in our youth group, we went to this concert. It was a Good Friday concert. Chris Tomlin. Um, it's the Friday before Easter. And I remember going, having a great time. It was a great concert, great music. And then we got to this song, The Wonderful Cross. And they sang this song. And I remember they had, because they have such a huge budget, right? This huge cross, right? Huge cross. It was so big, they had it illuminated in red. And they turned all the lights on the stage down. And this cross was so big, it looked like almost as if it was hanging right over you. That's how big it was. And I remember looking right at that cross, and it was bam. My perspective changed in an instant. Didn't see it coming, but the Spirit of God, God's Holy Spirit, went right through my heart. Pierces like a double-edged sword, right? And in that moment, my eyes were opened, and as I was looking at that cross, I saw, it's like I saw Jesus face to face, and I was like, oh, you are real. changed my life <laughs> and I, I I remember I knew something was completely different because 
check this out. I was weeping uncontrollably, like shaking. And like, I couldn't control myself. And I, that's never happened. And I'm not like a dramatic person at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'll call you out if I see you faking that, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I was changed that day. Just because God was like, here, look, and revealed himself to me. And (laughs) that day, his Holy Spirit was planted in me. And it created a hunger and thirst that continuously drives me back to him. Because that's what the Holy Spirit is, right? He woos you and draws you back to him time and time again because he is the well that will never run dry right and once you've tasted and seen how good he is there's nothing else that compares (laughs) I haven't you know stayed on track as much as I wanted to but I always realized at the end of the day that what I needed was to get back to him go back to the well And so the more and more I read his word and ask his spirit to reveal himself to me, the more my perspective has changed. I'm telling you, that can happen to you. That can happen to you. All you got to do is just ask God, God, reveal yourself to me. Teach me your ways. Holy Spirit, give me understanding. Give me revelation. That's all you got to do. Get in his word. Y'all have heard the word righteousness, right? For the, for the longest time, I just really had no idea what righteousness meant. And it has kind of this bad rap because you kind of associate it with self-righteousness. Anybody been burned by somebody self-righteous, right? I think we all have. <laughs> so it gets this just warped connotation, this bad connotation. But something that was revealed to me, look at the root word, right. Just means right. The right way about everything. That's righteousness. God himself is righteous because God is right. God is right about every single thing because he is God. My Bible dictionary defines righteousness as agreeing with God. Agreeing with God is righteousness. And that makes sense, right? Because if God is the embodiment of everything right, the epitome of right, and we agree with him, then we're walking in righteousness. It's as simple as that. But how do we understand what is right unless we get in his word? Unless we seek him and ask him to show us. All we have to do is ask God through his Holy Spirit to reveal himself to us and his spirit will transform your perspective. It'll transform it from what you think is right about God to what is right about God. 
no matter when things are going your way or not. Did you know that Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn? Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn, who are poor, who are weak. Why would he say these things? Why would he say that if this world was supposed to be easy and painless, right? There's a reason. I believe that these are the people who understand that it doesn't matter what happens in their life. What they lose, what they face, doesn't matter. They realize that Jesus is all they need. That's all you need. They don't need all the answers. We don't need all the answers. All we need is Jesus. <laughs> Look at me. He does not hold himself back. The one thing that we need, our creator God, bigger than the whole entire universe, if you can wrap your head around that. Him. He doesn't leave us on our own, no matter how much we've screwed up, right? Over our creator, we've chosen thousands of other things. But that's the gospel, right? That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus sacrificed himself, the perfect, the righteous one, so that we can have access to God. And he doesn't hold himself back. It's awesome. He says, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who look to him will be radiant with joy. With this perspective, I've been able to face any obstacles with complete trust in him. That's it. Perseverance, other than my childhood video game. (laughs) I'll just be honest. I've had some pretty crummy jobs. Anybody have crummy jobs or experienced crummy jobs? I can completely relate. I feel like I've experienced just about every single one. I'll dive into them quickly, right? Okay, so in college, um, I started working in retail. It was my first job, right? Everybody says you should work retail so you can have better understanding and compassion or the service, food service industry, right? Dealt with some angry customers, you know, who doesn't? Taught me a lot of patience, I will say that. But then I graduated college and um, here's the thing graduate college, I couldn't find a job for my college degree. So, as much of a blessing as it was, I got a job in a cabinet shop, right? Uh, Sawdusting, hot, sweaty, you know, dusting my nose, all this stuff. Heavy lifting. And um, that's right out of college. So I'm like, hmm. Seriously? Okay. He gave me that opportunity. I prayed for it. He gave me that opportunity. It was a blessing. So I continued being obedient and just taking it one day at a time. And then I finally got to use my college degree working for, you guessed it, a rental car company. (laughs) Why they require all of their employees to have 
at least a bachelor's degree. I have no idea. But they did, so I felt justified and, you know. But it was one of the most stressful jobs that took the most toll on me, just individually. Hours were so rough. Like 10-hour days, right? 50 hours a week, which is probably nothing compared to some of you guys. It's all in the perspective, I know. But seriously, this was just when me and Allie had gotten married, and I, we barely saw each other, right? <laughs> and I found myself w- wishing at times that I could just go back to my retail job. That's how bad it was. Like, at least then, when you get customers who are mad, like when you run out of something, you can, you know, kill them with kindness and direct them to the next Walmart or Dollar General down the road, and hopefully they got it, right? But when you run out of cars, you're, you're out of cars. Like, there's no building one in the back. That was a running joke. Yeah, let me go build one for you real quick. I'll be right back. Ruined, quote unquote, a lot of vacations for things just out of my control. Um, got left by myself a lot sometimes. Um, it was just hard. But then, God provided a job in financial aid. Much better hours, much, much more family friendly. But um, I, I just realized I never clarified. I did go to college for music business in Nashville, right? So uh, here I am working in financial aid. My passion is music. Um, I went to a Christian school, so they you know, made us take Bible classes like Bible history and theology, which actually worked out great. I'm glad I took those. They were some of my favorite classes. So uh, financial aid was great, secure job, but it wasn't like, that's not what I wanted to do with my life, right? But I just continued to be obedient, persevere, endure, try to learn everything that I could from each job as much as it might have sucked or been difficult, you know, there's always something that God can use. And then finally, he just throws this right here in my lap. And I'm not even joking. It just came out of nowhere. And I got to become an associate pastor. I get to love people, share the gospel with people, worship God, do music, my passion. It's just crazy. Here I am. That's what perseverance can do. And where I've experienced peace, I've experienced God's peace in so many ways, like I don't even really know where to start, including this message. Thank God for his peace. But one I'll point out is peace when, for those of you that don't know, when my dad passed away, my biological dad. He had cancer in 2006. Vaguely remember when that happened. Um, But I do remember the summer of 2012, me and my brother, Jacob, and my dad worked relentlessly on our attic to turn it into a studio that whole entire summer, some of the best memories I had with my dad and my brother. But at the end of that summer, 
we had just finished up the project. And I remember one night we found out from his doctor that his cancer had returned. Right? So it's like, okay, here we go again. But that night, I just remember I was laying in my bed trying to process it all. And I decided that I, I was just going to process it all right then and there. Um, cried a lot. I tried to process how much it would hurt um, and what I would choose to do no matter what happened. And I prayed for God's will to be done no matter what it was and prayed for him to be glorified through it. Just like the scripture says. Gave it to him and prayed for his will to be done. And, um, and that was it. And I prayed that day in, day out. Believed for it. But that's what I prayed for. For his will, no matter what it was. And so when he did pass away, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything was going to be okay. I just did. That's the peace of God. I just knew it was going to be okay. It was okay. It was fine. It hurt like heck. I'm telling you, I processed it all that night. I don't think I really slept. But I knew, I can't understand it because it surpasses understanding that I had the peace of God. Our family did. And we were able to bless other people through our faith and give other people hope through it and give God glory through it, right? And um, and then God gave us Ben. And now we're in ministry together and doing all these things, right? So that's an example of if all this bad can happen and after all of that, not only make it through, but come out like this, then I know it doesn't matter what I go through. It'll be okay. No matter what. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for your truth. Thank you for everything that you have done for us even when we don't deserve it. Help us to understand that you think we deserve it. It doesn't matter what we think. You think that we are worth it. God will be honest. I'm just going to be honest. Like There are times where it was hard to believe in you, hard to trust you, understand that you were good it was hard there's lots of things that I've really struggled with but God I'm sorry for not 
seeing you as I should and not understanding you as I should and not pursuing you as much as I should. I encourage you, if this is you right now in this place, like I said before, it's no accident that you're here. Say this in your heart. God, help me to perceive, help me to understand you understand how much you love me, how deep, how far, how wide your love is for me. Just help me to understand that. Open my eyes. Reveal yourself to me. And when things aren't going the way that I think they should, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. Because you are good no matter what. You are good. God, I ask that when I do face trials, help me to rejoice and give me your peace in return. And I encourage you, if you've, if you've never actually gave your life to God, I'm gonna tell you right now, God is life. He is life. And you have never experienced the fullness of life until you understand the true God, the creator of the universe who created you. He's drawn you in. Don't, don't resist. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to start this thing off with you. Doesn't matter how much time has passed doesn't matter what you've done (laughs) that's why they call it born again (laughs) so pray this prayer in your heart with me God I believe in you I know you're real I know you're there you've shown me enough of you for me to run with it God I pray that you would take my life Use it for your glory. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead and guide me in the paths of life. Fill me with your joy, all the fruits of your spirit, so that I can bring glory to you. God, just like we sang, here I am. You can have it all. You can have it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.